0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following sheer. I wanna, I wanna, a story that we once said in the past. Let's go. The Musr movement, it's funny, many, many important teachings are taught in stories. It's very interesting a story. A story could be nothing. Anybody who knows in an argument, there's something called <laughs> anecdotal proof. Anecdotal evidence will be the word of the day. Anecdotal evidence is the worst I mean, type I of evidence. That word today. Oh yeah? <laughs> anecdotal proof. If you ever see a medicine, if it's not scientifically tested, if it's scientifically tested, they'll say two and three patients experience and, good, and there's it's scientific statistics. evidence. If there's no scientific evidence, what they'll do is they'll have anecdotal proof. John W. from Wisconsin said this is wonderful. Whenever you see that, just roll your eyes like maybe it could be. It's very weak evidence that somebody once said is very weak evidence. So a story could be a very just... I don't know, maybe, and there's different ways of interpreting stories. But very serious movements utilize stories to impart very deep ideas. Anybody who studied Hasidus... My father, it was very hard to adjust. There was a period in Shul where he was saying over Hasidus HaMaisim to the Shul. And he studied Svarim, that are Hasidus' stories... Now to a very shallow person it's a story like what he he wasn't trying to bring evidence. The Hasidic world utilized stories to give very deep ideas. They were couched in a story. Reb Miller as a whole share about this world is one big story that's meant to use as Mishalim to bring out deeper ideas. And a story is a very innocent way to couch very deep ideas. Reb Nachman of Breslov has stories that are so profound and teach in such deep ways. I'm going to give you a story that this is not a story. It's a sheet and I'll share one. Just as an example, so couched in stories can be very deep and prominent ideas. The Hasidic world was very much built on, I don't want to say it's built on stories. It's transmitted often using a powerful Misa, which ha- contained a very big idea. So we're not using the story as a proof, it couches and holds and contains a deep idea. The Musa world as well held very deep ideas And there's some stories in the Musa world that you transmit You're trying to hand something very deep and very powerful You contain it in the story The story is the lavush Is the clothing, if you will, where you're holding some very deep idea as, Like as a mushroom Reb Nachman says that story That this family's kid starts quacking Huh? This family has a kid who thinks he, he, he wakes up one day, thinks he's a chicken, and he's a duck, thinks he's a duck, this kid. And everywhere he goes, he's quacking. Quack, quack, quack. The, kid, the kid thinks he's a duck, and he's just quacking all day. They think for the first right. few days, they think the kid will eventually heal. A week, two <laughs> weeks, three weeks. It's like this kid really thinks he's a duck, and quack, 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 wherever he goes, a big problem. The family is people of means. They hire therapists, doctors, and they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on getting people to like heal their son who thinks he's a duck. It's gone on for months, Shalom. Their son became a duck. Tragic. Amazingly sad. This regular guy he thinks he's a duck, and he's quacking everywhere. And wow. he goes around, quack, quack, quack. This goes on for months, this tragic scenario. Finally, Rabbi Nachman of Brestel brings this. Finally, they find, it's a very true story. It's one of the truest stories I've ever heard. Very true. Finally, listen to this. Finally, there's one guy after spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of all different people who had all the promises to heal their son and nobody could do it, all different methods and attempts they, a guy comes and says, I can heal your son. And they, they, they roll their eyes. At this point, they've tried it all. And, all. and the guy comes to the house. And the next thing they know, he's quacking. Not only doesn't he heal their son, he caught their son's disease because he's quacking also. And their son, who flops around like a duck around us, quack, quack, now they have two quacks in their house, because this guy also thinks he's a duck. And for like two weeks, quack heads, um, Moses, for two weeks, this kid is quacking also. So now this guy who they hired to heal their son's quacks, Ellie, is now quacking like their son for two weeks. They're just going out of their mind. Before you had one kid, quack, quack at every lunch, breakfast, lunch, supper. And now you have the kid and this adult hired to heal their son who quacks also. Two, three weeks he's quacking as well. One day he quacks to his fellow quacker, the, the, the older quacker, quacks to the younger. And they both like very much relate as two ducks. And he quacks to the younger guy. And he tells him, let's both pretend we're humans. And together they both pretend they're humans. And so is healed, the younger son. Now this is Rab Nachman's story. In that true story, in that profound story, Rab Nachman is explaining how education works. At the point, anybody, if you know anything about Chinuch... Any single bacher struggling, if you look at him, well, you're the healed, fixed guy, and to the broken guy, all the people that try to help broken kids, the kid stayed broken, and the healer stays a pretend of a fixed person. When the, prete- when the, when the, when the Rebbe admits, we're also broken, and two broken people go in the right way, we heal together. Reb Nachman was saying something very, very profound and very deep. It's couched in a story. It's a tremendous sense of how Chinuch works, of the truth of Chinuch. It's, it's a just marshal. a posh- What? It's not a mashal. Yeah, it's another term for mashalim. There, The stories, and, and, and through stories, we can give over very, very profound ideas. So there's a story in the Musser movement that today I was thinking a lot about. I want to share with you, we've said this story a couple of times before this year, and I say yearly, it's a story that's so important to me because all of us have to learn before we do to think, to really think why we're doing and what we're doing in healthy ways. We have to trust our thought process that we've read that Messiah Sasharim, but we also have to learn to really think through our actions. The story that we said many times is, is that Rev. Rudiman was 16 years old and he saved up money that was not easy to come by and then he bought from that money, decided there's a chumrah to have wool tzitzis, to have a beggar that's wool and to put tzitzis on a wool garment. It's a shayla, but there's such a chumrah. And he decided it's very expensive, a wool garment, and he decided to be machmir and buy himself a beautiful wool garment and have tzitzis on a wool beggar And he did his chumrah and he spent a lot of money that he could have bought other stuff and other goodies. And he bought a brand new pair of tzitzis. He had tremendous pride. I know my Shabbos pair right now. I wear very proudly. It rained Friday night, so I didn't put it on. I don't want that pair to get all wet and not geschmacks. I wore it Shabbos Day this week. But so far, I wore it Shavuos. It's a Shabbos and Yon Begad. And I have a lot of pride in that pair of tzitzis. I made it with Ophir. I made it with other guys. They're a very meaningful pair of tzitzis to me. Amen. And I could picture... I made it with Mo Muller, it's true. I can picture I can what picture Rev I, Rev Ruderman, who's Momo Ringo's and Ruben Yunis Ringo's great-great-grandfather. <laughs> I can picture Rev Ruderman feeling a healthy pride in that pair of titsus, Feeling very proud of his pair of titsus. And with great pride he walked around with a titsus that he really spent money being Monsieur Snevish. And his Rebbe Shalom remarkably said to him, when he like was feeling a tremendous pride, his Rebbe burst his bubble and said to him, why didn't you give the money to Tzedakah? <laughs> That's a very tough one. You love your Rebbe. And you actually did a very good thing. He bought a beautiful pair of world tzitzes. And by the way, mind you, he could have bought a lot of you know, items from, from kosher world. He could have done a lot of things with the money. And here he took that money and bought tzitzes. Was very proud of his acquisition, and his rebbe burst his bubble, Yudi. And his rebbe said, "Why didn't you give the money to Tzakah?" That's painful. And the altar. His rebbe was very, very smart. Was very smart and very sensitive to his talmidim. Was not looking to hurt his student. And he said, "Why didn't you give the money to Tzakah?" Rev. Ruderman was dejected. I was like, "I'm proud. I did a good thing. Like celebrate." His Rebbe's son-in-law told Rev. Ruderman that I want you to know, if you would have said to Rebbe that I, I saved up money, we're talking about Yelta, Elta Zaid, Rev. Ruderman. So his Rebbe's son-in-law said to him, if you would have saved that money and said to the Rebbe, I gave it to Stucker, and you would have been proud. I gave money to Tzedakah, he would have said, why didn't you buy your parent tzedakah? <laughs> You know, what, now you know, here, Revezi's so, upset. <laughs> Revezi's upset <laughs> the by the story, pain. rightfully. Oh, and this is going on a dinner video? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever, so whatever you would have done. So Revezi's right. Revezi's right that it seems strange. What's, that's the end of the story. Thank you. Now it seems very strange, Yuri. <laughs> Yuri, it's a strange <laughs> story because whatever, whatever Rev Ruderman did, what would you say, Momo? Uh, he had a You hear the story, Momo? It's a strange story. If Ruderman bought a pair of tzitzis, his Rebbe said to him, Why didn't you give the money to tzitzaka? His Rebbe's son in law said, If you would have saved that, that money and given it to tzitzaka, your Rebbe would have said, Why didn't you buy tzitzis?' Yeah, tzitzis huh? So what's happening? What's the Rebbe saying? Is the Rebbe, and chas vishalim, whatever you do is not wrong. That's a terrible method of chinach. You can't do any right, turns anybody off. So what was the altar saying to him? It's a very important story. And what I want to say is the altar didn't want randomness. He wanted a student to build with thought. A perfect answer would have been, I actually learned telchitzitz and made a decision that I want to keep what I learned. Or he could have said a number of answers that the altar would have been happy. He didn't want randomness. He didn't want flavor of the minute. He wanted that this purposeful construction... And after experiencing what we experience today and what we study today about smartphones and the way a human being can be owned and programmed and manipulated, I very much appreciate a world of Musa which trained the person to ask yourself what you're doing, to really ask yourself why and what with some thought, not to, not to have self-doubt. We've read the Messiah Hashem. And any world which t- teaches a person to think has to also teach a person to trust himself. Think through it. Think well. And then trust your thoughts. But to think through. I'm very, I'm, I'm very nisragish. I was very moved from what we studied together today during lunch. I'm very, very moved by that. Because there's it's nothing to do. Baruch Hashem, I have a very simple phone that's not smart and not programmed to play with my mind But I have other things in my life That can play with me And we all can be very much manipulated There's a mitzvah b'chayim. Mm-hmm. To exercise Exercise free choice It's actually a To exercise free choice Not to be a person Who's just manipulated Not to be a person who just Follows what everybody does But to really think through and choose and make decisions we went two days ago to a Q&A and you heard somebody give answers questions and reactions you heard somebody who honestly thinks about things who honestly thinks through things this that the Muslim movement demands of us to be people of thought to be people who really reflect on what we do I'm not, I'm, I'm, I like giving a visual. I'm saying a name not to create like a chair here. I actually, I don't care if there's a chair or not, but I'm saying a name. I like giving a picture of what I'm talking about. There's a bacher here who I observed now for two years. He thinks through what he does. He doesn't just follow a crowd. There's a thought before and a thought about what he does. And for the Muslim movement, there's, there's a beauty to that. And when you watch a world of people just influence... <laughs> I'm talking about Daniel Manchik, That's of course. So onion, yeah. when, I, when, I, when I observe that, I say on him, this is what we're striving I to produce. What, what did you say? I just got three points. I, <laughs> continuing the yeah. game we played. Yeah, I always wonder to myself, you know subliminal messaging? You know, subliminal messaging. they used to have on movies, before you could register, like they would show on the movie screen, a picture of Coke. You didn't even know you saw it. Then there'd be a break in the movie and everybody would go buy a Coke. Because they subliminal message you. I always think one person wouldn't buy it, the balmusser Because he's not just doing on every whim... He's not just going to every whim, but he actually asks himself, should I buy a concrete center? Make it tasty just cuz I have a whim, just cuz something came in quickly into my mind doesn't mean I'm doing it. And I just very much appreciate that what we saw it's less about technology and it's true the phone is one big algorithm designed to own us, an algorithm? An algorithm is a program. We all have our own minds, our problems. An algorithm is when you have a mathematical program to tell you what's important, what's not. It sets up value system. A computer has an algorithm that tells it how to behave. Now that phone is programmed to get me to watch it as much as possible. And it will do anything. And it studies me and my patterns And then they have an algorithm built... It's a system built into the phone that it follows that command. Its command is to get me to watch as much as possible. So it's trying to own me and own my attention. And that's how it makes money because advertised pay it. I'm the product. They pay it to do what? To catch me. They're selling me and they're they're paying it. And it's makers that it knows how to hook me in and get me. But the, the manipulation of the phone to show me what I like, to get me to keep, to not put it down, to get me to spend, I think I'm going to look at it for two minutes at night, an hour later he's still clicking and what it shows and how it shows. They have tremendous algorithms to own me and control me, really owning me, getting me to look and see and stay on and stay invested. That's how it's built. Certainly any thinking person would be somewhat afraid of the smartphone. It's very smart, and, and not want to be owned. I, to meet any person, I want to share a sma. And I plan to say this. Let me tell you a sma. The sma says, the pasuk says, He who hates gifts lives. If you hate gifts, you live. Says the sma. The sma is at the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch. It's the pre same person as the sma. Says the sma. The reason why, if you hate gifts, do you live? What's wrong with taking gifts? Yuri, why is it? say the word which means a hater of gifts lives? What's this like expression to hate gifts? Why should you hate gifts? Aren't gifts are wonderful? What's a good gift you got recently, Yuri? Tell me a good gift you got in your life. Yeah, ask Coffee Burger. A shirt. What was the shirt? secret sandwich shirt. Whoa, that was a good gift. That was a good gift. Excellent, excellent. That was a good gift. Moma, you got a good gift in your life. What was a good gift you got? Did you ever get a good gift though? Oh, no, he got good. He's thinking. It's I like yeah. that. That's yeah, gotcha. a huge gift. So, what are we talking about? At Yaakov, we've all we've all gotten gifts. What's a sign? about you hate gifts. A gift is wonderful. What's this? A hating a gift. You're like, oh, I don't deserve this. I have a very very good muscle to explain this smile. Momo, you'll like this. You'll like this. I have a very good muscle to explain this (laughs) smile. What do you mean you hate gifts? And by the way, you're supposed to hate gifts. Who is this guy who hates gifts? He's weird. We all like gifts. A wonderful gift. You get a gift? It's like so pleasant that... I t- a, a, bacher, a a bacher, and his oh, parents it, bought yeah, me yeah. a coffee cup. I discovered in one of my kids' room recently. It said the chaos coordinator. They were describing <laughs> the yeshiva, freedom, but organization. It, it was called chaos coordinator. I thought that was a cool gift. Who's Saini Matanis? You hate Did you gifts, Yuri? What? Did you you it? No. Oh, wow. So what's sign? And if, yeah. if you hate gifts... Yeah, yeah. I want to know what's under one. I don't. Is there one guy here who's a hater of gifts? Are you supposed to hate it? Says S- I'm gonna explain it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And some people said it depends why it's given. Who's the hater of gifts, Mayor? Well, my question is, it says you're, it says you're supposed to hate it or you're not supposed to. Say so name t- t- If you, you hate gifts, you live. Doesn't say like don't take it. <laughs> who's a hater of gifts, Ellie? It's true. It's true. People confuse and it does say it's called, it's called this. I want you to remember this term. There's a very important term. It's Nama Dikisufa. Say those words. Could you remember the words Nama Diki Yuri? Nama Diki Sufa is breads of shame. What's breads of shame? So Ellie said what you earn is much better when you get free. Much, much, much. It doesn't compare. I remember the first check I ever got from camp. It was like precious money. I busted it for it. There's no money that you get handed to you that's worth money that you busted it for. Things you earned. The guy gets up and makes his see him, has a certain feeling. I, I, I fought for this. MJ Schachter, is not here now, but I'm not saying it to flatter, sat in the base Medrash for night. He finished the Masechta. He was glowing. He had a glow. It was the glow of somebody who worked for something. Embarrassing breads are things you got for free. So Ellie said, it's true, a gift is not as gishmak. But that's not what's being said here. I agree to Ellie. If it just said, you know, gifts are not the best. It says, you hate gifts. Who are we talking about? You were the one who will definitely live if you hate gifts. Every one of us likes gifts. I want to explain what the the Pasuk saying something. Who is the hater of gifts? Anybody being honest, does any you give him a hundred he likes it wonderful. We're talking about somebody And the Pasuk is so It's wild You're a hater of gifts You live I don't In the room Is there one guy Who hate? gifts I have seen guys In yeshivas Who are big givers Do not take easily It's a very valuable thing It's cool A guy's built As a giver And he doesn't like He's not want to take He doesn't take so easily It's funny I'm talking to Momo Ringo Momo fits that tune. He does not take easily He doesn't like things. I've seen that so that's cool, but I would not call him a hater of gifts. Doesn't it take it. he's a giver. He's a giver. It's a oh, so you hate it. What are you talking? I want to explain what we're talking about. I want to explain this ma. The way I want to explain it, Yuri, tell me if you guys are asking. Did you ever I, I tell parents not to do this. Do you know a parent gives a kid a cell phone, let's say? They spend awesome. a lot of money because like, wow, thank you, ma. What happens the first time they misbehave? The plan's off, then back on. You, I tell parents, don't do that. You know what's going to happen? Instead of seeing as he got a gift, you know what he's going to feel? You bought him a, a, a leash. It's a leash. It's a dog's, it's a leash. It's a way to control him. It's yours, it's not yours, take it back. I always, if you give it, it's his. Punish. I meant the punishing kids. just not like that. You gave it, otherwise you're not going to have gifts. You just bought leashes for kids. Guys have expressed this. I never feel I got a gift. I just got leashes. Because everything given was just another way to control me. Says the SMA. I I say this to parents, by the way. If you buy your kids, you gave it, give it. That's it. You want to punish? Find a different way. This gift, otherwise they're not going to see. You'll never have bought a gift. You just bought a leash. You gave it, that's the kids. What I, what I want to say, the Sma says, you know the hater of gifts, Yuri? We are born for free will, to choose. What a guy doesn't want, a gift from somebody who's given who now owns you, you're beholden to them. I've lost my free will. I'm born for free will. I want to choose and decide. For anybody who does anybody who saw that presentation we saw today, which describes smartphones owning us, should shake. That's not a minor detail. We're born to choose. We're born to b'charta b'chayim to exercise free will. Sine Matanais is very deep. For somebody who gets, I want to maintain my free will. You can take they hate yeah. gifts, they're very careful that are you owning me, are you buying me, are you controlling me, wow. and they hate the sense of being controlled, that's death, that somebody will definitely live, in that sense, nobody. I know people that are owned. They're owned by another human. it's tragic. They're owned by another human being. A sense of flattering, a sense of just losing their own choice, their own decisions, their own identity, because they're beholden to somebody and the flattering of somebody. That's sine matanis. I hate gifts. I'm a free person. My own thoughts. My own ideas. My own. My. I want ubachar to That's a sine matanis. Yechia, such a person will definitely live. That's the essence of life. My free will. I want to maintain my own decisions. That's Sine atanas, Yechia. Sure, there's amounts. Sure, sure, there's amounts when we're not beholden. But that's how he explains the Sine atanas. The Sine atanas, Yechia, Yuri is somebody who wants free will. I don't want to be owned. I want my choice, my decisions, my outlook very, very wary of being owned, of being uh-huh. controlled. That's what the SMA explains stuff. Yes, yes. And I have a sense that I'm not owned here. There's mm-hmm. very much, 1,000%. All of us take from our parents, all of us take from Hashem. All of us have times it, it's thought out am I going to lose my sense of choice and certainly there are cases but that's the site who is this hater of gifts? The hater of gifts is a person who wants to maintain their independence. I want to maintain the, the root right? hmm? like a We all know cases of no, people no, no, who no, become no. beholden and lose their sense. Sure. A that's, a what nice the good explains good. that's what the smart explains to us. That Saini Matanis Yihya is that one to maintain free will. The Saini Matanis person would be very wary of his smartphone. Anything which I sense is affecting my capacity to choose and rationally think through something, I'm going to be very wary of because it's 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 obstructing my sense of choice. Right, right, right. It's what, it's what. Right, right. Not at all. Not at all. So we all allowed to love gifts. None of us are wrong for that. Also understand, without a but, you can love a gift and even receive gifts. What you can't do is give up your choice. What you can't do is be beholden and be in a state where you lost the right to choose and think we're born to choose. Yes. Doesn't it sound a little bit selfish that we're more worried about being controlled than being a taker? I don't, I don't know why that's, whenever we talk about a person taking care of himself, I don't consider it selfish, our purpose is to help others and be for others, whenever we speak about protecting the self is very not selfish, it could be our most giving thing, protecting self, the purpose of self is to be of service, self is not selfish, Whenever we view the, the view of self is to give to others, protecting that person as a free person, I don't consider selfish. Taking care of yourself is not selfish at all. Well, if I care, you're protecting that which can serve others. But the, when a person's not about serving others, is not about service. That's very selfish. But taking care of oneself, any, any healthy giver takes care of himself. I'm very against martyrdom that taking care of any father, any mother, the first job of parenting is take good care of yourself. How could you be a good father and be good to your kids if you don't, if you don't take care of yourself? So it's it selfish? When mom knows how to take care of herself. My mom knows how and takes good care of herself. She's very not selfish. She's a better giver to her family. She's protecting the giver. Mm-hmm. Tremendous, tremendously. How's a kid parents give him a gift, they're going to control him I don't say I the know, parents I are gone. He could, he could accept. that case man, like that like, case he could accept gifts. Not, no. The point... Okay, so this is we have to figure out. The point is to maintain our own free will and not to give that up. Not to be beholden. There are many people who sell their souls. They're beholden. They're abundant beholden to a rich guy. There's yeshivas. There's all different people who sell their values and they're beholden. That's, that's very not smart. Maintain your own choice, your own decisions. That's huge. So this, I just felt like what we, what we watched was a whole shear on Bechira. I was less like, people could walk away, oh my goodness, is society hopeless? We have computers trying to control us. Yes. The, the, the story is the same as always. U-bacharta exercise, choice exercise choice and a human being can exercise choice and has to exercise choice he has to and by the way he's supposed to be matanis, one who's very very wary of giving up choice that he's he wants to be a chooser a boicher a chooser yes yeah wowie I think it happens unwillfully. I think accepting, and there's amounts, again, there's a chasidus, there are amounts of it. He was weary, goofed, that he needs others that will be beholden, that will affect his behaviors to extreme degrees. That's a big, you can imagine our mayor's madregas of self-awareness. Sure. He wasn't worried the other person's going to manipulate to do bad things, but he wanted to maintain not to be a person who relies, who needs the flattering of others. That's Saini So... so I wanted a, probably very similar It makes a lot of sense. So I wanted. A, I I was very very taken by what we saw. I think it, I think a lot in the Mussar movement to produce to, to help to help facilitate a world where people choose and think and remain and become choosers. I thought that was a very very powerful display. An encouragement to a person to remain a chooser. Bensi. Say that again. I think that's the root of a sayinim the fear. I think to be very wary... It's more than just... I think the Sayinim Atanas is a person who senses that my purpose is to exercise Bechira, and he has a hatred, a very, very disdain for anything that's trying to hurt his Bechira. It's that awareness. Sayinim Matanis. he hates gifts. He hates that which controls. This is the first thing I wanted to share with the guys. I wanted to mention that over Shavuos, we, we had an incident... We had a little bit of a misunderstanding with Berachas Kehanim. I very much appreciated that in this coming Parsha Bensi, right after Shavuos, we have the mitzvah daraisa of Dabriel B'nai Yisrael, Dabriel amla B'nai of Leimer, Koysevarchas B'nai Yisrael. The mitzvah d'raisa of Berachas Kehanim was in Parshas Nasa, Koysevarchas B'nai Yisrael. The mitzvah daraisa of Berachas Kehanim that the Kehanim get up. And Amivar Klal Yisroel is in Parshas Nasa, so I appreciated that a lot. What What happened was uh, for the guys who were here, some guys were here, but it was early in the morning. I made a cheshbin. It was Shvu this morning. The min- Minhagim are very powerful, but it, the hour was getting late, and mm-hmm. I have seen places where Shvu this morning, the Kehanim did not leave time, they went, the mitzvah rises to say I have seen places that this morning people are very tired and I asked the Kahanim to go, I felt that Sibur was at a shtickle breaking point, we had davened a very long davening until then and I felt Musuf, the guy should it should go fast, that was my hasharah so I asked the Kahanim, are my close friends, and I asked the Kahanim to go write Yiverecha Hashem V'Yishmerecha. There was some confusion. People felt like the Kahanim were just making a mistake. They were maybe overtired. So people were trying to get the Kahanim to allow the tziver. Now the mitzvah d'araisa is for the kayan to bench klaw Yisrael. He has a mitzvah d'araisa. Now if a Yisrael gets up and duchens, he's over and assay. He's over. Double arm, And if the Yisrael gets up, the Gemara says he's over and I say safe. Yisrael would go Duhin, just jump in with the Ganim. He says he's is over and Isser. It's a big shaila, and I talked to the guys about this shayla, the Shiloh The Mr., none of their Chavetz Chaim asked this question. Is there's a minig yisroel when a bachor when Yudi single and I part in sulam before he goes to Eretz Yisroel, I will do what the minig yisroel is and I'll give him a beer a bracha yivarechacha Hashem yishmerecha b'lineder yisa Hashem panav alecha yosim chashem will give the beerchas kanim and the mishabura asks. That Yisrael's not let it do. That's a big kasha, and we discussed it on Shabbos a few months ago. I gave a share on this kasha. Yisrael's in Isra I say for a Yisrael to give it. There are a number of answers to that strong kasha. The kasha is a very, very strong kasha. The B'er Halacha, the Chavetz Chaim wrote a Mishnah brew, and he wrote something, the B'er Halacha. He talks about this kasha. We gave a she'er. We spoke about this in I'm not going to repeat the she'er right now. But I want to say that I didn't ask the Shalom, mean to have any pigam in birchas Kehanim. I was asking the Minig Yisrael, that a Minig's Hashem also, that was a hashara that some places the Kehanim don't sing in between, to allow the Tzibar to do hatavas Halayim we annul dreams. If we had any bad dreams, we take dreams seriously. So the tzibur, the kayanim pause and the tzibur can annul the dream. But the birchas kayanim is very, very potent. The pasach's mitzvah, by the way, the kayanim could have in mind one person in the crowd more than others. If you ever have a friend who's a kayan, ask him if there's something specifically you want. Tell the I asked the Kayanim, it was very important to me that they know the power of the second day. So I asked them to daven for every guy in the Tsebu who needs a Shidduch. Had that in mind specifically. I think this year we're going to see a lot of Chasanim become days Hashem. A Bechas is very powerful and they can have in mind specific people. That's Mutter. Lemaise said that, that it's, it was interesting it's to me to that amazing. we had this whole tumult about Birchas Kehanim on shvues. This week, the Parashay after Shavuos is the Mitzvah Daraisa uh, of Kaysav The Minchas Chinuch brings the Sefer Charedim, who says not only do the Kayin have a Mitzvah Daraisa to bless us, we have a Chiv to get blessed. Now, Be'emes Yuri Ashkenazim are very hard to understand. The Svardim amongst us. In Svar they actually do birch's Kanim every single day. And you're gonna go there and Yisrael, Momo and you'll hear they do Birkh's Kanim every day. It is a hella. It's one of the shockers. There is no simple answer. Why Ashkenazim do not do it in Chutzlerts? It's a mystery of mysteries. It's a supreme mystery. Why don't we do Svardem every single day do birchhiskanim? There were many Gedolim who went to a Svaraj shul from time to time to get he has a mitzvah to bench just the kayin. yes, and the Yisrael has a mitzvah to get bench so there so was twice, twice yeah, it's true yeah, even Shabbos and they do it by Shachris and Mosav in so you'll see we have a whole bunch of Kehanim here, we have Avi we have Yankov, we have David, we have Kehanim here okay. in Eretz Yisroel, David, you're going to do Birch's every single day to Mitzvah Daraisa. Make sure you run, you do your Birch's khanim. By the way, in the zeber to Mitzvah to get benched. So I wanted to speak that out, not to Chas Vishom. We had a Minig Yisroel, that a Minig is also very precious this morning I still do not regret that this morning That we try to move it a little faster So we, th- There are some that Shavuos morning Don't do it I should have clarified to the deceiver What we were doing That I should have clarified David, lead us in the tune That they had him do The beautiful tune, David Momo, can you start the tune? Hayaki, hayaki, Rebezi Hayaki, let's go Yeah, yeah, yeah. People Can that claim
1: that <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 th- uh, yeah. c- you no,
0: know. that people that claim that that tune is thousands of years old. I, I don't know if it's provable, yeah. but there are people that claim that tune for Bersk, at least part of it, I don't know if the whole thing, that it's very, very, very old, that it comes to the base of I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true. There are Yidden that do a different tune. Lubavitch does a totally different tune. I, I've done, done it many times. You've done that one? Yeah, they have the late minions normally. So. Uh, <laughs> 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 They have a very different thing. I want to share a verse from the hafla on Parsha's Nasa that is very meaningful. We're holding the last week of Shiurim, and I want to share a verse from the hafla that fits very well to share at the end of a year of learning Torah. The, in Parshish Nasa is the Parish of the Nazir. Now, we have a lot to learn over Shabbos about a Nazir. A Nazir is very, very confusing. Because where we stand on precious, and the Messiah Yesharim talks about this, is precious a good thing or a bad thing? precious is not to benefit from this world, and Hashem made a world of delicious, wonderful things. We're gonna have the word of the day. Eight time. The word of the day is aesthetic. Did I say the word right? Oh, Let go. go. Who said the word? <laughs> Mary Richter is very aesthetic. Could somebody look up, um, could you do me a favor of uh, the word inesthetic? Is that what I say right, Mike? Yeah, one more big high five. Oh. In aesthetic. Hold it, hold, hold. And then I pronounce the word right. I think this inchworm is coming back life, learning Torah. of this concern with aesthetics. beauty, aesthetics. There's another word, I'm saying the word wrong then. Se- a- 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 Thank you. Yeah. A- yeah. Aesthetics is like, is like the Not aesthetic, decor. this has a tea. like the decor or something, right? Right, yeah, so what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if Without name. a A-S- T. A-S-C-E-T. Yeah. yeah. How do you say that? Can you, can you tell him the spelling? Tell them the spelling. I usually say it. I'm, I'm not one. Say it, well, say it. Can you, you tell them how to spell it? Say it, A-S-C-E. A-S-C-E. I, I would. I really would Say it, Okay, let's... How do you pronounce this? Yeah. Ascetic. This is an ascetic. Not aesthetic. Aesthetic. An ascetic is... This is a... An ascetic is a... Suggest in the practice of severe self-discipline... An abstention from all forms of indulgence, typical for religious reasons. Nuzir. Like a nazir. An ascetic life is somebody, how do you pronounce that word? Ascetic. An ascetic lifestyle somebody who doesn't indulge in the world. Wow. In a good thing or a bad thing. Lifestyle is like a nazir, somebody who desists. Now, the Messiah Sisharim brings stiris and chazal, mm. and over Shabbos, I want to talk about is a nazir good or bad? Keep in mind the nazir brings a chattas at the end of his naziras. Clearly there's a good type of nazir, and we'll discuss over Shabbos, does Hashem want us to have pleasure in this world or not? There's a, there's on the one hand a nazir, which looks like this person who promises not to have pleasure. On the other hand, there is there's a carbon chatas, the nazir brings it, and the carbon of a sinner shalom. Well, Messias Yasharim asked the contradiction, is a Nazir good or bad? What I want to say is a Pasuk in Parashas Nasa. At the end of Naziris, a Nazir is trying to become a certain thing. He's trying to change his relationship to this world. Instead of being owned by this world, a person can be owned. It's very fitting to the program we participated in this morning a nazir can be owned by this world a person can be owned by this world a nazir wants to change home his relationship to utilize this world to serve Hashem is it a tool you're using or is it using you that was a brilliant line Eitan my favorite line on the video is two thick we call two people users Drug users and people who are using technology are called users. And that was a, actually a great, great quote. That was a great quote, because it's using us. It's no longer a tool. A Nazir wants the person to utilize to serve Hashem. When things in this world are using you and controlling you, that's very dangerous. A Nazir temporarily desists from using this world, he wants to re-engage in the world in a healthy way. And the point of Nazirus, the point of the precious is to acquire Kedusha. Kedusha is a person who's very engaged in this world, who just utilizes the world right. He utilizes the world in the service of Hashem. Instead of the world using him and controlling him, he utilizes the world for the right reasons. After the person finishes Nazirus, says Va'achar. Remember, during Nazirus, he's not drinking yayin. Says Va'achar yishta nazir yayin. Four words. Va'achar, and after the Nazirus, yishta nazir yayin. The nazir drinks wine. And the question begs, he's no longer a Nazir. is well, it saying, after the Nazir drinks yayin, he's not a Nazir anymore. should say, va'acha yishteh, the man yayin, not Nazir. Anymore. What is it saying? Afterwards, the Nazir drinks wine. And what the Hafla says is the mark of Nazirus is what happens when you're finished being a Nazir. Did it impact you? Did it change you? The Kenyan of Naziris is after you're no longer a Nazir, and the whole point of you think about Nazirus is to affect how you relate to this world. So when he drinks yayin, and the way he drinks yayin is the Nazir drinks yayin. He's now kind as Nazirus. It's affected his mindset. He brings it along with into his life, and that's the point of the Naziris. I always like studying in the standard as man. We've learned Torah we've learned ideals. When we get up from the Gemara, we want to bring that which we have learned into our lives—the ideals and values, all the things we've studied about. We want to bring it into our lives. Afterwards, the nazir drinks yain. He's been kind of something lenetzach. to the external eye. He's no longer a nazir. To the more discerning guys, he first starts his Naziris after he finished that commitment. He's now been kind of Naziris. He's now a Nazir. In a funny way, every time we finish a Chag, Shvuas was Kabbalah Satayrah, was Kavatatayrah. You live Shvuas more after Shvuas. You take a Shvuas and you put it into your life. You live Shvuas there. The Nazir, after he completes his Naziris, the sophisticated Nazir, when to the world he's no longer a Nazir, is when he first starts acting with his Naziris. He now has an attitude in his life of a Nazir. He's gone back to the world, but what used to own him, what used to control him, is now but a tool in his hand. It's very fascinating to, to have an experience we just saw where it described to us how tools that are meant for us to utilize to order something can end up owning us. If somebody thinks that's limited to a smartphone, a smartphone certainly has that and it's very pronounced, but that's true in all in Yani They could be tools utilized by a person to serve Hashem or they can own the person. There's a line the Messiah Tzidkerman describes that all of life holds in the balance. Hashem made a beautiful world. If the person's mishtamesh in the world to serve Hashem, so he utilized the world. He has an elevation. misale ima, and the world elevates with him. But if he's mashach after the world, if the world controls him and owns him, he no longer has free will. He's owned by the world. Hu miskalkel he is degraded, he is hurt, he is mikolkel he's messed up, he's cheapened. Va'ela mescalkel And the world is cheapened with him. And this is the mark of all of humanity and the purpose of Naziris. Is that the person stops and temporarily stops something? So when that we go back to that thing, they act like a nazir. They act like one who has the control. That's the deeper imek of a nazir. The point was not not to drink yayin. The point was to utilize yayin right. The point wasn't not to have yayin. That wasn't the goal, you don't have yayin. It doesn't come after 120 and he says, God, I abstain from yayin. Amen. Hashem will be upset. Why do you abstain from yayin? I made a pleasure. Why do you abstain? The point is that I know to utilize yayin. You made a gift called wine, Hashem, and I know to use it in the proper way. That's the point. And he's called a nazir. He has substantiated his naziris. He has claimed his naziris when he drinks yayin like a nazir. That was the purpose of his naziris. And as such, it says, "Acha yishta nazir yayin." The person drinks like, yayin like a nazir, the free man that he is, the unowned man, the man who has tools that he utilizes to his benefit. I, it's funny, that that's the question on a smartphone. Is it a tool you have that you could utilize to order a taxi? Is it a tool you have that you don't want to get lost on the way? Is it a tool you have you utilize? Or is it a tool you have that owns you? I once read a famous... I once read a joke... I once read a joke that is totally not funny. It's like so exact a life... I read a joke that's not funny. It's just such a smart description to the challenge of life. A man's walking a dog, and a passerby says, "Where'd you get him from?" And the dog responds, "Like the dog responds like I, like I found him." And he describes the place where the guy bought the dog. And it's it's such a good visual to me. It's, it's the story of my life and your life. It's the story of all our possessions. Do we own our possessions? Do our possessions own us? So, this thing, if you saw this only on smartphones, I don't own a smartphone. And my son asked me, What do you think? I said, I was dazzled. I was dazzled because it's true a smartphone's built to own you, but everything we have is built on it. Do you own a car or does the car own you? Do you own a watch or does the watch own you? It's true on all worldly possessions. The purpose of a nazir, of the person who desists from this world, is to get to a place that the world doesn't own him. Rather, he utilizes his mish in the oilam for his purposes. And when he utilizes the world for its right purposes, he has an elevation and the world has an elevation with him. So the Torah, in describing a Nazir, the Naziris is created when after the nazirus period is over, he now drinks Yayin like a Nazir. Acha yishta Nazir, Yayin. Yet you're a Nazir. Now when you drink and your approach and your connection to Yiddishkeit, your connection to the world is one who utilizes things in the right way at the right time. Nishta Nazir, Yayin. The Nazir drinks Yayin. He drinks like a Nazi. There's a control. There's a thought. I'm always, I'm always interested how youngsters seem to use yayin. I was an older person uses yayin, I have seen people have such healthy relationships to wine. It's interesting. In svarim, yayin represents Tanug olam and I have seen people have such healthy relationship to yayin. My Rebbe makes lechayim. My father makes lechayim. It's like wonderful. On a Shabbos they'll make a L'chaim It's so precious People make Kiddush on Yayin, a mitzvah Zacher the make Kiddush on Yayin Yamtiv, you have a mitzvah They have a revius Yayin Tremendous A Shabbos, a person makes a L'chaim Tremendous It's utilized right And Yayin could be wonderful And then you see somebody who's owned by Yayin Who's completely dominated by Yayin who's, who's controlled by Yayin and the Nazir desists from Yayin and he re- reformulates his relationship to Yayin. And the true test of his Naziris is when you drink Yayin, how do you drink it? What's your relationship to Yayin? Acha Yishta Nazir Yayin. He drinks like a Nazir. He's no longer controlled by it, but he controls it. He, he knows how to do it. He has a healthy relationship. That's the question of every human being. And really, this answer to the contradiction is a Nazir, a good guy, or a bad guy. It really depends on your purpose of the system. Hashem made a beautiful world that he wants a person to utilize. He wants, the, the Yushalmi and Kedushin says after 120, Hashem's going to mun us. I made pleasures. Why didn't you enjoy them? He's going to take us to task, why, why? Why didn't you enjoy the pleasures that I made? Shem made a beautiful world that he wants us to utilize. But he wants us to own it, not it to own us. Us to utilize it, not it to utilize us. And that picture of something owning us, the smartphone picture of a guy who's 100% owned, <laughs> it was such a glorious picture because that's the truth of Ayla That's what could happen. If a person's not, that could happen with money, that could happen with all the indulgences of Ayla Mazer. He's owned and he doesn't like own it anymore a very, very powerful visuals of truths of people. The nausea that we study in this week's parish has determined that he's going to decide he 's going to be a chooser, he's going to be free, and temporarily 30 days, or if he needs longer, he has a bigger prescription, he desists from something, to go back to it in healthy ways. Why does he bring a what do you say?: Why does he bring a I think to express that it's not the end game. And there's an element of sin in this. That he's just utilized. There's an element. I, why aren't you having pleasure? That's the carbon khatas In a certain way, as as it's not the khatas represents this is not the end game. The end game is Kedusha. So this lifestyle is not the truth. The truth is not a lifestyle of not having pleasure in this world. See is, your atzma minayayin is is a flaw. The end game is a person who utilizes this world right. That's the goal, is Kedusha. What's Kedusha? Is a person who utilizes the world right. That's the, that's the essence of Kedusha, a person whose attachment to this world is in the right way, and each thing is elevated and sanctified in its right amount, in its right place, not owned by the world, but a user of the world in a healthy way. That's the, that's the Nazir, the amazing Nazir. the question on money, it's the question on all the, on so many aspects of our life, this question becomes, and somehow I've seen people who, making money is a very good thing, we can support our families with money, we can support schools, yeshivas, money, money is very very powerful and precious, does he own the money or the money owns him? He owns the money, he's mishtamish, he uses it in the right way. And I've seen people desist, take a step back from that world, not because they plan on not making money, because they want to reapproach the making of money and the usage of money in a healthy, controlled, thought-out way. That's a mamish and naziris. We all have ways, our own forms of naziris, where we hold back from something for a temporary amount because I want to reapproach it in a way in a smart way, in a healthy way, in a way where I'm controlling it. That's exact Naziris. And the goal is when you reapproach, you now approach it. <laughs> Your approach and you're you're back into it as a Nazir, not it controlling you, but you controlling it. So that was the third thing I wanted to speak about, this Acha Yishta Nazir Yain. I wonder that the Nazir brings a chatas as a way of expressing that this wasn't the desired end game. So the chatas means lacking. There was a degree in this. Hashem doesn't want me not to have pleasure. In not having pleasures, because there was something flawed there I was fixing up. smell mine, though. That's the khatas the that there was some lacking. There was some, something was owning me, so I had no choice. <laughs> Hashem doesn't want me not to have pleasure. Yeah, yeah, for that which led me, according to this, to be a an Nazir. And the purpose of my Nazir was, was to rectify like, that. So yeah. it wasn't... The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it a common thing to be a Nazir for life? No, a stam nazir is There's one, it's funny, Avi asked on a nazir shimshin, what's this a nazir for life? It's a strong kasha. What's this mm-hmm. if somebody becomes a nazir for life? Stam nazir shloy shim and the simple nazirus is not for life. How this all translates into nazir shimshin, it's a very good kasha. Because everything we're explaining is he's not a nazir for life. Now, there's there's a very very famous Haftarah in Parashas nasa which speaks about chimshin and his parents and and there's a vert there's a vert from there's a vert from rev schwab that I want to end and share with the guys one final thought and then we'll call it a day that I want to share from rev schwab it really is on a different topic so I apologize today we spoke about this video we spoke about a little bit just making it clear Birerkh's Khan's We spoke a little bit about Naziris. I want to say the story of the Aftira. There's a rule in Chinuch that, that I feel passionate about. And I want to say this verse from Reb Schwab. In the it speaks about Shimshan. Listen, Eitan, listen to this verse. I like this Reb Schwab a lot. Who was Reb Schwab Yuri? You'll hmm. like this vart, Yuri. Who was Reb Schwab? Reb Schwab was, very interesting story. Reb Schwab was the Reb in Washington Heights of the Yekisha community, of the German Jews who had come from Germany. My grandmother, if you have an Oma, my grandmother lived in Washington Heights. My mother grew up in Washington Heights. I was Zaych actually to get a bracha from the Reb who was Reb before Reb Schwab. Before Reb Schwab was a Reb Reb Breuer. When Reb Breuer got old, he appointed an assistant who was going to take over for him. In an amazing mm-hmm. turn of events, Reb Breuer lived to 100 years old. Wow. So you lived to about 100? 98. 98. And as he said, he lived to 98. So he was about, he was a little over 70, be I believe. What? was over 3rd of the year, 1980. Third of the year, 98. <laughs> So, Reb Breuer appointed, when he was getting old, he appointed Reb Schwab as an eventual successor. It just took a lot longer than anybody expected. Baruch Hashem, Reb Breuer lived very old. I was Zayche, this head, on a Friday night to get a bracha from Reb Breuer. That is something I'm very, very feel good about. Reb Breuer was a big tzaddik. And he was a grandson, a great-grandson of Reb Hirsch. A a grandson, not a great-grandson, a grandson of Rev. Hirsch. So I feel very good that I got a bracha from somebody who was a grandson of Rev. Hirsch. I feel good about that. I was Zayche. He was very, he probably was 98. I think it was the last, last year of his life. I, I believe he was nipped in 1981. Is that a truth? 1980 you're not that so old. I got 1980 I got a bracha True story From old. Reb Royer, 1980 The last year of Reb Royer's life He used to Friday night You got Kiddush And I got a bracha from Reb Royer. Breuer. Reb Breuer's successor What? I was there His successor Reb Breuer's successor Was Reb Schwab Reb yeah, Schwab said David The following gorgeous Varad Akivli Listen to this <laughs> Var Shalom Who? Rev Schwab, that's something you care about. <laughs> Rev Schwab, David, Rev Schwab said the following verse in the Avtoir of Parshas Nasa, an Angel, there's a Yid called Yuri Manayach. Manayach and his wife, this Yid Manayach and his wife had a son. His wife was bigger than Manayach. She's a bigger Tzadikus, and as such, an angel comes to her. And says that you have a child in your stomach, you're expecting a child. and she tells him that "I want your child to be a Nazir. I want your child to be a Nazir, and you're supposed to, he's going to be born. a very unusual experience. a Nazir from birth. don't eat any from the moment of his birth till his death, the angel tells, tells Manayach's wife, your son is going to be a Nazir. She comes home and she says, husband, you're not going to believe this. An angel came to me and told me that this kid in my stomach is supposed to be a Nazir his whole life. So, Manayach Davin Stashem, and he says, please teach me. What should I do with this child who's born? Manayach praised Hashem. Remember, the Malach came to his wife and his wife told him. He says, Hashem, let the Malach come to me. Be please my master. Isha'alikim asha'shalachta. The Isha'alikim, the angel that you sent, should come back to us, what we should do to the child. They didn't trust his wife. So Hashem hears Manayach's voice. Shem answers his prayer, and the malach comes back to him. By the way, the malach again comes to her. a Little humbling. He daven's let the malach come again. The malach comes to her. She's just bigger than him. It's not doesn't change. She runs and gets her husband, and says the malach came to me, and Manayach humbly has to go there because she's bigger. So Menoyach follows his wife and he sees this Malach Elohim and he says, Are you the angel that spoke to my wife Vayoymer ani." I admit I am. Yes. And Menoyach says, Let me hear what am I supposed to do with my son? And the angel says the exact, listen to what he says, Vayoymer Malach Hashem Mikola Mikola she'ermarti You shall keep everything I told your wife. And he repeats the instructions. And Reb Schwab asks, what's the pshat in this story? I mean, the, the malach told the lady what to do. Manayach says, come back and tell me what to do. And the malach comes back and tells him. He yes, Reb Schwab, I mean, the malach already told her. He wanted to hear it himself. He trusted his wife, Sitzadeikas. She was bigger than him. Yaakov says Reb Schwab that Manayach's question was, is how can I raise an nazir?" You're asking me to raise an azir? I'm just not that. And the malach said, Whatever I told your wife, T Shamer, you shall keep, you also be an azir. If you want to know, this Reb Schwab's brilliant pshat, Chiddush, that you want to raise an azir, and his question was, How do you expect me to raise an azir? And the malach said precisely, Whatever I told your wife keep. keep, you'll be an azir. So, Chedesh, Reb Schwab, Tisha Mer, you shall keep. Whoa. Manaya said, "How in the world do you expect me to raise a nazir?" And the Malach says, "Precisely, you will be a nazir. a nazir." That's what that's what the, Reb Schwab learns. Now that pshat of Reb Schwab is pretty cool. It's it's faster how he learns pshat in the pesukim. I want to say that this reality that anything we want to raise, we have to be. Anything we want to raise, we have to be. The way we impact our children is who we are, not what we see. And this verse, Reb Schwab, where he saw that in and Parashas Nazir, where Manayach says, how am I supposed to raise a Nazir? And, she, and the Malach says, whatever I told your wife, Tisha Mer, you shall keep, says Reb Schwab, it means you be a Nazir. So I think that instruction of things we want to demand from others, things we want for others, we have to be. This comes up so many times in yeshiva, comes up with our, with, in our lives of teaching Torah and our lives of raising a family of Torah. Whatever we want our children to be, we have to be. That's the way we impact our children. We want them to be something, we have to be it. We want them to exercise self control. So be a person who exercises self control. We want them to have gratitude. Be a person of gratitude. The things we want for our kids, we have to be. They'll be who we are. They'll be who. And the biggest way we teach the ones around us is through our own actions. We want to, to teach our people, no, do. Yeah, do as I do, as, as Mo says. If we want our children to be calm, we want our children to, we have to be such people ourselves who learn how to control our emotions, who learn, we want all the things we want to, our children to be, we have to be. This is these words that the Malach said to Manayach, These words hang true. So I wanted to share that with the Chevra, a lesson in Chinuch, a true lesson in Chinuch, that the things we want for our kids, we ourselves have to be. You find this over and over and over. Our biggest lessons to our kids, are not. I told them and I lectured them, it's our very behaviors. It's our very behaviors. We want our children one day to respect their mother. We have to respect their mother. We want our kids, by the way, I have seen people... The way we treat our parents is the way our children will treat us. Because that's their, that's their role models of tisha Tishamer, Whatever I said to the Isha, you shall keep Menech. You want a son who's a Nazir, you have to be a Nazir. I thought that word from Abshwab's Schwab, Zatzal, is a very, very powerful instruction that just rings very, very true.